It's time to talk all things Minnesota Wild. Welcome to The View from the Wild with the fans, Brett Blakemore. Welcome back to The View from the Wild. I'm your host, Brett Blakemore. And uh, real quick, because I'm kind of strapped for time, but... We had this conversation um, just a few minutes ago with E. White from KDWB, regular hockey rube that's in the building here. And um, I pretty much got all my thoughts out that I wanted to get out. And I wanted to stress to everybody with this podcast to to not panic, to not hit the panic button. And, and let's not ride the roller coaster. And I'll talk about it a little bit more with Eric. But let's not ride the roller coaster of the ups and downs and Kirill's not worth it to Kirill's a god back to Kirill's not worth it or um but we should ride the roller coaster of these lines stink and I'm going to talk to about it with Eric um in just a minute um but without further ado because I didn't want to get too much into it I got most of my thoughts out with Eric um and he's always great as always so I'm rambling let's just go to the interview go now I'm done it's been a while since I've I haven't done one of these since uh Russo you're sandwiching Russo right now I'm sandwiching Russo yeah god I so mean, you were before Russo, and now you're after Russo. Oh so, God, I hate that I have to. Standard. I have to follow him as well as like you know intro him. Good Lord, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> well, what's going on with you? I guess that's going to be the start of it. Oh um, man, we're good, dude. I can't complain at all. You know, just trying to um, get done stuff done. Sorry, let me. Thank you. <laughs> Hang on. Get, there you go. Okay. Just trying to get stuff done. Thank uh, you. Obviously, it's the holidays, meaning in radio, we slam our heads against the wall for right. about three days. I'm uh, driving home to Des Moines tonight. Oh, are you really? How about oh, that? Oh, of so. course. The, the good old DSM, the 515, baby. Yeah, we got our Des Moines reference out early. Oh, uh, of course we show. did. Yeah. No, 100%. I had to get it in for sure. I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll touch on how Matt Boldy's been absolutely insane yeah. down there. That's yeah. been awesome. Uh, but yeah, man, things are good, you know, just keeping it positive overall. And uh, I did um, a road trip up to Duluth a couple weeks ago. I've been on a, a real big college hockey kick lately. Oh, um, good for you. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, We're trying. No problem. <laughs> but mm. we did a little road We're trip. happy for you. Oh, thanks, brother. Um, but we did a little trip up there. I hit up a UMD hockey game, and then I'm trying to hit um, – St. Cloud and Mankato in the coming months as well. So I'm trying to basically hit everyone except Bemidji because basically I would just need to be in a situation where Bemidji makes sense for me. Yeah. Which is like, you know, kind of. Rarely. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or rarely. We just lost the whole Bemidji market. Yeah, sorry. Hey, Way guys, his dad is never listening to us again. <laughs> oh, ever. no. <laughs> I don't know if he knows this show exists. Oh, uh, you know what? I could I could slide yeah. it his way. You, you know, gotta, Jared's you good people. Do so I got you. Um, Let's let's just get into the wild because the realistically the Packers have owned my life and I'm sure I'll mention it to lead up to this thing when I intro it of course. later on. Um, welcome <laughs> to the you know crapping on Brett for being a Packers fan <laughs> moments because everyone got their licks in and of delicious they because they lost and I have plenty of thoughts on that. But. I mean, he caught the interception. Sorry, Vikings fans. No, he, he dropped that. No, I know. Yeah, I know. But but the I don't know. Anyways, let's just trying to trigger. On. I try to trigger Vikings fans whenever I can. It's fine. Oh, there you, you know. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not like you though. You like I, to. I I do like the I do like the Minnesota pander, but also yeah. just like Vikings fans are kind of meh to me because oh. I mean I grew up in Philly. I'm a Philly fan, you know. Wow. So like of course grew up diehard Eagles fan, mm-hmm. and I still get crap for uh you know the group of <laughs> I'm not surprised Eagles fans that threw beer cans at fans, and I'm like, well you know. 
Maybe y'all shouldn't have just, you know, defaced a Rocky statue. How about that? So did they deface the Rocky? They statue? just they just put like a Vikings jersey on it and like oh. a towel or something. And so of course, yeah, like whatever they chose violence, and we fought back. Literally. I'll tell you what, though, and I I just said this to Barrero. Mm. Um, best fan experience. I know this is a wild podcast. We'll get to the yeah, wild. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, best fan experience as a road fan I've ever had on Sunday. Everyone really? was so nice to me, yeah. And I was wearing Rogers jersey and my Packers hat, and everyone was super nice. I got lo- I I made the mistake of uh, parking by Target Field, and then, but yeah. like I thought the skies wa- skywalks as yeah. we call them in Des Moines, skyways as you call them here. Sure. I thought they would take me the whole way, but they just randomly close skywalks. Yeah, well, they, like just at random. Yeah, well, they need to fix those up too. You know, just yeah. like the streets and everything. Yeah. I guess. Well. Um, we were with some Viking fans who did the same thing as us because it's mm. like forty dollars cheaper to park down there. Totally. And and they're like, oh, we know the way. Like, you know, just come with us. And we're like, okay. And they directed me the whole way there. And we didn't we didn't say anything about you know the Packers or Vikings or anything. It was just nice. It was very lovely. And then the guy next to us was nice, and he was you know being friendly, you know. But we were just talking about the game. Right. He was giving it to me a little bit, but nothing nothing malicious at all it's a proximity thing too like exactly. we're, we're 30 minutes from the wisconsin border like you can't give that to, that much crap to packers fans and everything well and something i learned from living in florida for three years mm-hmm. is when you leave and then you come back you realize there's some slight differences right overall wisconsin and minnesota are pretty much the same thing. I mean, I, 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 i'm just saying it's, a, it's steamy that's a steamy it's spicy pretty take. much the same thing you're gonna find drunk people at games that are being belligerent at both Vikings games and Packers right. games. You're gonna find um you're gonna find Twitter, you know, warriors that their team can do no wrong on the Packers and the Vikings Twitters. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just it just is what it is. I, but I, you're gonna find really nice people on both sides as well. Of course you are. I mean, my biggest difference, the reason why I'm here and not in Wisconsin, is because we actually care about hockey over here. That's which Wisconsin true. does not at all. No. Um which is terrible because like the Badgers are consistently a solid team. Yeah, I know. This year they're kind of rough, but like you know, usually they're Thomas, average. Yeah, they're fine. Year. I mean, you they're know, fine. Caulfield went to the NHL, and the yeah, other that's some pretty other much things. it. Yeah, it's kind of it. So yeah. you know, his uh, brother's not bad though. But yeah, so that's why I'm here, and that's why we're talking on the show because it's View from the Wild. So let's uh, talk some wild. Anywho, um, weird start to. I mean, the Florida trip; those are two good teams. So yeah. I'm not like overly panic button, but let's just address the biggest elephant in the room right off the rip. Sure. What the hell's going on with Kevin Fiala? I don't. <laughs> one second he it's fine, and then I'm working Sunday sermons. And oh, did you read the Russo article about about Kevin Fiala and that he got taken off the power play? I for one, and I've been to a lot of wild games this year. I've taken advantage of every single game that I can go to. Mm-hmm. Kevin Fiala's looked good as far as like a physical. I understand stats are one thing, but from a physical shaking guys and being dynamic and creating chances, I think he's played pretty damn well. And apparently Dean Evison and me disagree once again because he's not on the power play anymore and and now they could trade him for JT Miller, who I'm uh, that's the latest rumor going on for JT Miller. And I don't I don't know what to, and Jesse I really like JT Miller. So I'm not I'm not a good person to talk about with that. But go well, ahead. Well, friend yeah. of the show Jesse's trying to convince me like JT Miller's going to be our number 1 center, like you he's like and I'm like to me when I think of JT Miller, I think of like he was good on the Rangers 5 years ago, mm-hmm. but I don't admittedly I'm not a JT elite JT Miller mind. He plays for the Canucks and that should say I, enough. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I I just don't know if he's worth 
To me, in my state of mind right now, that would be the ultimate fleece if we got JT Miller for Fiala. Hey, you would need to get a pick with him. I think you need to get at least a third or a fourth. Hey, can we get rid of Greenway, too? I, I, that's a... Uh, can we get rid of Greenway? I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that Greenway? idea. I don't love Greenway. But, like, I, I, I like Greenway for what he... Is what you know? What you see with Jordan Greenway is what you get. You get like a scrapper. You don't get like somebody who's going to score like twenty goals a season. Mm-hmm. You, you, you off the bat, you get that. But I, yeah. I think the thing with Fiala is just like you know, obviously he's on a different line. They're f- flipping lines back and forth and everything. Um, right now, it's the lines are a disaster. Right, the now. lines are absolutely a disaster. And so with Kevin Fiala, you know, he's somebody who, unlike Kirill, and and that's the thing is like you got to see Kevin Fiala again, much like anybody else on this team, for what they are. And Kevin Fiala, here's a, here's right, a, yeah, I'm looking at the rotations yeah. right now. I, if Kevin Fiala with the right line setup, like I'm, and the, he, he, I know he's a dirty word right now, but like Kevin Fiala is to the wild what Jeff Skinner is to no! Buffalo, you know, uh, Carolina, all his time and everything. Really, really good scorer, really, really good playmaker on the right line. You put him on the wrong line, suddenly things fall apart. Now mm-hmm. I will say, uh, you know. Kevin Fiala, not nearly as extreme as Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner f- fell off the goddamn buzz last year. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, it, Fiala just needs to be in the right situation. And between Hartman and Zuccarello right now in that line, uh, I know he's been doing a little bit of stuff with uh, Freddie Goodrow and and Victor Rask. And it's just like you're, you're flipping up and down and everything. You're just trying to find the right line combination for Kev. That way you can make a case for keeping him. And, you know, yeah, obviously not really showing it on the score sheet right now. But I, I agree with you in the sense that he is actually out here trying to make some plays, trying to do some big things. Um, I watch Kevin Fiala like a hawk because I literally every time he scores, I tweet out the hi Kevin from uh from uh, hi, SpongeBob. Kevin. Hi Kevin, because literally that's just my whole bit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, that's a great I, bit. Yeah, it's a wonderful bit. You know, we have a fun time with it. But I can also see the other side of it, right? Where you know, if he doesn't perform this year, he's on a one-year deal. For like five mil, so that's a good chunk of change. If you want to trade him away and then deal with JT Miller's situation, which I honestly like, I again, I really like JT Miller. JT Miller is 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 a lot like Jewel Erickson Eck in his play style. So I, I think you know if you're going in that direction, which it seems like Dean Evison definitely is, um, it makes sense for the uh, the system. But I, yeah. I don't know. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Kevin. Hi. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, we we I I I am interested to see what the direction of Kevin Fiala's situation uh will be. It go just in. seems and I thought that Dean Evison was like his guide, his champion, and that's why they got him is because he was his coach in Milwaukee and sure. and now it's just like it, it I don't I don't know how that like just collapsed so fast. And also I just want to talk about these lines because and this is gonna be a common sticking point on the show until Things change. Sure. Um, Fiala with Hartman and Zuccarello, that's fine. Also, when they took Kirill away from Zuccarello, which I still don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't get why they did that. Um, like a few bad games of no production means just change everything, even though all last season they were electric. It right. just doesn't – it seems like a knee-jerk reaction to me. But then you've got Kaprizov, our $9 million player, with Victor Rask and Freddie Goudreau. That yeah. is a travesty right there. That is no! awful. It's tough. Lines. And it's clear that neither one of them, Goudreau a little bit more, and I, I like Rask 
just not on this line. They can't yeah. keep up with Kirill. They just can't. You know who could probably do Hame better than either one of these I guys? I do love the way probably, been playing. I do too. And I really like how Pitlick's been playing too. He's been totally fine. That fourth line that they're showing right now of Duane, Pitlick, and uh, Sturm, love that. I think it's a fun, speedy line. You like that for sure. I just don't. I don't understand it and like you don't mess with the the greenway ekfelino line they've been solid unless they have one bad game then then all of a sudden you change everything yeah it's just clearly. i don't i don't understand there's there's so this need to change everything just because one bad thing happens the overreaction of dean evison on the lines i just don't get it i i yeah it's 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 tough for sure and here's the thing with fiala as well like i i know everybody wants to hit the panic button but also hmm. he's still tired for fourth with points on the team yep. he's got 12 points in 18 games like it's not like he's i think everybody just expects him to be the the scorer right and it's like now all of a sudden he's just like you know dropping dimes you know dishing apples out and everything so I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm uh, I'm interested to see what's going to happen, but I do like the JT Miller conversation. I don't know. Um, also, yes. Let's let's just say this: Kaprizov's on a line with Rask and Gaudreau. If only there were two forwards that are really good that we could call up. Hey, where's the? Let's listen in live to the the phone call with Minnesota connecting to Iowa. Absolutely Matthew, nothing. Just like send a carrier person if you if you yes. freaking have to. Matt Boldy, if we're looking at, I was going to say, I think good too. Rossi, Rossi's good too. But I, but here's the thing, Matt Boldy is ready now. Yeah, Rossi will be ready by like January, February, like I the agree. next couple months. Ro- like Boldy, if you look back at the last uh, Iowa Wild game, um, he was in on every scoring play, yeah. Yeah. every single one, whether it was a goal or an assist. The the man was was grinding out there, and so yeah, I, I think you can move it around because uh, here's the thing: you you like Victor Rask, I do not. So I don't. I, I just I think I just feel bad for Victor Rask more than because I feel like everyone just dunks on him. Well, so it was I kind of feel trade. It was a trash. It was trade. A, it was a trash trade, but it's not his fault. No, you know no, what I mean. No, um, it was Chuck Fletcher's fault, wasn't it? It was still Fletcher then. Yeah, it was yeah, still it was. Chuck Fletcher. Uh, then. Might have been Fenton, actually. I think it was Fenton. Either way, L both ways. Um, but it, it, the thing is, is that, like, is there room? Who do you bring down? And and I know you want to say Greenway. but like yeah, Greenway, it, easy yeah, for me. Yeah, I know easy. you want to say Greenway, but realistically, that's not going to happen. But, like, if you look at this depth chart right now, who do you bring down? Pitlick? Duhame's been playing really well. Sturm has been playing well also. It's just like there's not room right now. See, I, I disagree. I think I think Boldy is better than Rask. I think yes. Boldy is better than Goudreau. I agree. Um I don't there's two people right there, and I think Greenway is a meat wagon at best. So but those you are need three that. but you need a meat wagon. Okay, we've got Felino for that. We got Eck for that. Yeah, we got if you don't need Ryan Hartman for that. But you but here's the thing. The three you just mentioned are also Pretty essential playmakers right now for this team. Oh, so that's a sad state. Of I know affairs. it's a sad state of affairs. Uh, Eck, fine. You know Hartman. Yeah, it, it, Hartman's having an absolutely insane season. We don't know what's going on. Felino, I see. I think I think you're not giving Felino as much credit as uh, you know he deserves because he he is absolutely like I I'm think not, he's underrated. I'm not calling for his job. No, I don't. I'm not just, calling for his job. I'm calling uh, for fair. I call for our youth to be. There's room on this depth chart. For our youth to flourish, I I I don't disagree with you. It's just, but I I need to think like Dean Evison in this situation. It's just like who All right, do I so move? so you just take your brain out and hand it to me. I mean, I mean, 
Sorry. God. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, no, nah, but like, and that's the thing. It's just like I, I would love to move Rask down or move Gaudreau down, but it seems like he's liking the way that Freddie and Kirill are playing together. It's just I will say I, I, I will. I don't I'm, mind Freddie. I think Freddie's. I've been decent. pleasantly surprised with Goudreau. Yeah, I will say that he has been playing, but there's still times and flashes where him and Kirill just are two different well, tiers of players. Well, you, you, I think the pe- thing people forget too is this is Freddie's first year, you know, in the in the show in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he spent all his time with Milwaukee prior, um, with the, the exception of like maybe like ten games. So I, I think he's still kind of in a proving ground situation too. But I also think he's not really the player like a, a Boldy or even like Duhame or Pitlick, where it's like he's a goal scorer. No, he's he's a guy who's gonna like you know he's gonna cause some ruckus in the middle. You know, set the right screen for a potential you know deflection goal or like you know just to distract the goalie. Like he's he's a small he is for lack of a better term a small ball kind of player. You know, so um you know who really drives my or grinds my gears as well, who mm. I think has been a gaping hole in the defense. Yeah. John Merrill John Merrill stinks. is ass, okay? Yeah, I'm so sucks, glad you said bro. that. Because, like, I, and here's the thing. It's just, like, no disrespect to John Merrill as a person. I'm sure he's wonderful. We're talking also, NHL his standards His caterpillar, here. luscious. Absolutely yeah. beautiful mustache. Well, I don't know about that. Wait, I just don't it, like, I don't, I'm not a mustache guy. It's f- fair. I don't think anyone looks good at the mustache. Well, that's fair. Besides Ted Lasso. He's trying. And you know what? No. And I respect the, the effort. But, uh, yeah, I, I he has just... There's so I've been to a couple games this season and there's just been so many times I've watched him like try to clear a puck and just completely whiff or just send be it feed complete, the point just yeah, yeah. And, and just like be out of position and so it's tough because Alex Golagowski very solid defender has to like overcompensate for John Merrill's holes and so that's that's the biggest well, issue and also who do I think is better. Than, than John Merrill on defense and on offense. A guy who's stuck in Iowa who did get called up because Spurgeon's hurt, which yes. that sucks. Um, Kalen Addison, I, I think, is a better overall Kalen player Addison. than John Merrill. I don't I know agree. what we're doing with John Merrill here. He he, It's the same kind of philosophy with Jordan Greenway. Again, it's a guy who can just, like, you know, rough it up, you know, mess around in the middle, stuff like that. Really just, like, you know, push people's buttons. Mm-hmm. I. It, I would even say like, and, and here's the thing, because I can I put John Merrill and Kulikov in the same kind of pantheon. I think Kulikov, you he's know, been, he's been all right. He's been he's been decent. He's not yeah. bad, and I think like that's what you're looking for. You're looking for somebody if they're not going to be great on the offensive end, if they're going to you know kind of be the defensive defenseman. You want somebody who's consistent. And I think Kulikov has been significantly more consistent than John Merrill, and that's saying something because like Kulikov isn't exactly you know like a, a you know barn burner like no. a world beater. So yeah, I don't know. I, to it's me, that it's just so many. This the theme of this year to me is so many wasted opportunities to have these guys. Well, they're not ready yet, and they need to season more in the AHL. Like they're better. It's I a, don't care. They're better than what we've got. And I'm a guy who I want to go for the gusto every okay. year. I want to have the best lineup that our franchise can produce every year. And it seems to me like they're just kind of mailing it in. And I understand. I understand that's a little ridiculous when we're and let it's me double early. check. First, games. still in the central. Yeah. Um. But it just feels like this lineup is kind of mailing it. We've got better players in Iowa than half these guys. I think that uh, Kalen Aston's better than Merrill. I think that uh, Boldy is better than Goudreau. I think that Rossi is better than Victor Rask. And I think that is a way better lineup than what we've got right now. But I can also see the perspective of Dean Evison where he's like, let's not blow them all right away. Which 
It's just, you need to you need to think like that. You need to think in the sense of you know it, what happens if we put them on the ice for the first time and just like things hits the fan, right? It's the same thing. <laughs> I, I I know I always make you edit. Um, it's the same thing with Montreal. I think this is kind of like a a similar situation to Montreal the past couple of years where you had the Nick Suzuki's, the Alex Romanoffs, the Cole Caulfield's, you know, chilling in the minors or chilling, like, you know, back a little bit. And Didn't Cole Caulfield get moved down again? I think he did. And Oof. I think that's a really good example. <laughs> and I yeah. think that kind but of he was just, so good! I, I, I get it. I get it. But it's also just kind of, a, it, that's the situation, right? Yeah. You don't want to, like, you know, blow it all at once. And you want to make sure that, like, the, there's a right time to bring them up. I agree with the conversation of the right time is now for Matt Boldy. Yeah, for, for, for 100%. Yeah. I, mean, I can hear arguments for Rossi. Uh, yeah. I still think he should be up here, but I can at least understand where they're coming from. Boldy, as soon as he's healthy, he should be up there. Yeah, Boldy, Boldy's there. Boldy is like there right now, and honestly, like he should be brought up in the new year ASAP. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, whoever you need to replace him with, I know Pitlick's been up and down and like kind of, you know, they're figuring things out with him. Yeah, whoever it might be, maybe you think Nico Sturm isn't exactly what you want. That's fine too. I kind of I like I like Sturm, I like Sturm too, yeah. and, and Sturm's not again. Sturm is just kind of like a smart. He's a smart player, but he he's not you know a goal scoring god like Matt Boldy could be. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Nico Sturm's ceiling is is short. Matt Boldy's ceiling is is pretty massive. He has number one center potential, um, but that's it. Yeah, and so I, I just I don't know. I think. Rossi again. It, it just comes back to the whole. I like. I'm not worried about the COVID thing with him. You know, obviously he's recovered at this point. Um, but it, it's just he hasn't played the American style, and not that's not true because he came from Ottawa. What am I nuts? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, it's just. He, I understand what you're. You saying. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just I. There's things that I need to see from him. And there's things that I think a lot. There's more reasonable question marks around Rossi th- than there there's are. There's reasonable doubt. You know, there are like actual like there's not as much, um, you know, concrete evidence that he deserves to be called up. Matt Boldy has given us literally everything that yep. he could possibly show us. Like at this point, it's like I, I think he just needs a double hat trick, and, and then yeah, maybe honestly, call him up. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, uh, maybe yeah. he needs to rip a clapper that busts out of the Wells Fargo Arena and just goes up 35 north and. You know, just somehow makes the same Paul. I don't. I don't know what else he's got to do here. Um, they they lose to Florida. They lose to Tampa. Both. Um, you got to point it out of that, and that's point. more than I thought. Uh, you know, really? That's more... See, I think that's. I think they should have got at least one of those. Uh, I think Florida's the real deal, but I think we've had that. Conversation. Florida's the real. Yeah. I'm not saying, but I'm saying out of those two games, I, to me, that's two points at least. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It probably should have been. I... And the, the Florida game was weird. At how many? Because like Dallas on Thursday, we just smoked them. We pumped yes. them, and and Kirill had four points, and the world's back to normal. And they lose two games, and now we're back to sell the team. I feel like people here like to ride the roller coaster a lot. That's been a theme that I've been saying around the office for the last few Minnesota weeks. Minnesota sports, man. They love to ride the roller coaster, man. Of you know, we can go back to the Vikings, where and I don't think that you know I was talking to Donaldson, and he's like, well, Packers fans think that. We're celebrating like we won the Super Bowl. And I don't think that's true. Yeah. But um, I think that they love to ride the roller coaster, the same with Wild fans. Um, they beat the Chargers, and all of a sudden the Vikings are right back, and we're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But the week before that, or a couple weeks when they lost to the Cowboys, sell the team, fire Zimmer, fire X and Y and Z, get rid of Spielman. And I think it's kind of the same way over here with everyone was – 
coming at Kirill for not being worth the $9 million because they lost one game to San Jose at home. You know, where they laid in it? It's just, I think people need to be a little bit more even keel and just roll with the punches of an 82-game season. Exactly. These type of games are going to happen. It's hockey. We're 18 games into the season, and uh, unless I read, you know, I can't read, Kirill is still a point of game player. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fine. Uh, yeah, they'll, and they'll 11, it out. six and one, not a bad place. to No, be. that's not awful at all. I think that again, I I think because they, quite frankly, overperformed last year. I I think that um wow yeah I whoa I, I, they, overperformed. I think they overperformed last year. Yeah, wow. for sure. Yeah, you know, I think because of that, I think a lot of people because it, you know I think Kirill came in a lot better than I think a lot of people expected him to be incredible. But I think I don't think people expected him to be. Yeah, he's better than than even what we expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean I don't know. You you win. The, here's the thing: is they're winning the games they should be winning. You know, yep. except with the exception of San Jose. Yeah, that's a weird game. You know, you have yep. those weirdo ones. You know, things like that happen. That one, yeah, I was there. That yeah, that sucked. That was a tough one. Yeah. Uh, when they lost to the Kraken, was a tough one. Um, yeah, that should. But but too. you know, you're, you're beating teams that you should. I think you're beating teams that like maybe people would say you shouldn't, like the Islanders. Um, you know, so there's a lot. That was of, a see. Now that was a good. game. That was a hell of a game. Was I was fun. there. I was, that there. was, I was in the building yeah. for that one. That was a good one. And we didn't uh, even know. Oh we man, look look at yeah. look at us go. Seriously. Um but you know, teams like Florida and Tampa, those are games where it's like, okay, it, you know what? You went to overtime with the Lightning in a game where quite frankly, you were not really in it until the end. It, you know, it wasn't it was, as, that was a gift of it, a point. It presented tighter than it was. <laughs> it yeah. presented way tighter than it was. Um but yeah, so you know, this is a team that time as time goes on, they're starting to figure it out. You know, hopefully Evanson just like doesn't keep on switching up the lines and oh he will something. yeah and of course he will but you know hopefully he'll it'll work out and so I I wouldn't sweat it too much um it's still the team still like you said they're still first in the central and that's yeah. a lot so uh, speaking of that last thing for you um are we still worried about Colorado yeah. are they a sleeping giant yes we're always worried about Colorado everybody should be worried about Colorado Colorado because they're they're I don't know. Yeah, it's it takes they're, time. They're nine five and one. Right I, now. They have a they have a weird goaltending situation right now. Uh, Darcy Kemper is underperformed. I mean, quite frankly, a lot of goalies have underperformed this year. I, I mean, we were just talking about Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Udobin has had an awful season. Like he has not been playing well at all. So I, that's my whole thing. Is just like, oh, you know what? I just realized what they've only they've got three games in hand on the Wild. They've only played fifteen games. Yeah. They have a six three three points percentage. We have a six three nine. Not bad. So realistically, they're hot on our. Even though they're not in the playoffs as of right now, mm-hmm. they have three games in hand. They're hot on our ass. Listen, right now. at the end of the day, Gabriel Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr—they all still exist. They're yep. all still there. Um, they have. I will tell you, the environment in uh, the ball arena is incredible. It's, fun. it's so fun for sure. Um, just like I, I, there's a lot of good things happening out there in Denver. But yeah, oh, yeah oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, a little bit here mm-hmm. and there. Uh, but no, it's a, it's a. They're always going to be a team that's a. At least if they keep their current situation, you know, in two three years, if they don't continue to improve. Yeah, come back and talk to me. But I, I think this team, without question, is still a you know on paper top five team in the NHL. So I, I wouldn't, I would, I if I'm Colorado, I'm not sweating too much. If I'm the Wild, yeah, you, they are, you're still watching them hard in the rearview mirror. So yeah, but I mean, I still feel like we're a playoff team, regardless. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for but. sure. I mean. It, because you don't have a lot of competition in the Central other than the Avs. I mean, like, yeah, maybe Winnipeg. 
Chicago is absolute dog. Um, they're just so bad. You love to see it. Um, dog organization. <laughs> Can you stop? Okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Dog crap organization. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. that's better. <laughs> um, just absolute. You know, they're horrible. It, it just brings me joy to see them in pain right now. Yeah. Honestly, um, and that's not from a Blackhawks hater perspective. That's just from a hockey fans perspective. Yeah, it's fun in general. It's, yeah. it's kind of fun to see it. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I know you got to do a, a show here, so I appreciate I do. it. I'm gonna go cause a ruckus. All right, brother. <laughs> see ya. That's going to do it for this episode of The View from the Wild. You can follow me at Brett KFAN. You can follow Eric White at E White on the mic, uh, the letter and the color. He does some catchphrase with that. Um, he's great on KDWB. Um, and you can follow the show at View from the Wild. I still look at that Twitter account and tweet it from time to time. Um, but if you tweet at it, I will see it. So uh, until next time, we'll see you then. Have a good one.